You're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, episode 104. How many times has someone popped into your inbox inquiring about your products or services only to come back with, I would love to work with you, but I just can't afford it right now? In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing my two cents on this idea of money and people who say that they cannot afford you. And spoiler alert, I bet my answers are going to surprise you. So are you ready to learn what to do when someone can't afford you? Let's jump in. Hey there, my name is Sarah Elrod and you're listening to the Branded Cowgirl podcast where we talk about marketing, social media, branding, content creation, Western lifestyle, and so much more. We believe that business does not have to be boring and that you can never own too many pairs of cowboy boots. I'm a cowgirl turned full-time entrepreneur. I've done everything from wedding photography to horse training, business coaching, and more. My mission is to help other Western women and men grow thriving businesses so that they can live out that small town dream life that they love while achieving bigger goals than they ever could have imagined. If you're ready to put in the work, grow your business, grow your brand, and enjoy the little things in life, and of course, get a little rowdy too, then you are in the right place, my friend. Let's do this. There's a good chance that if you've been around here before, you've heard me talk about HoneyBook, but never like this. Right now, you can get the ultimate tool that I use for my business for only $1 per month for your first eight months. That's $8 for eight months to have access to all the features that keep my business up and running. After the eight months is up, you can choose to get on a monthly subscription or an annual one or cancel entirely if it's not your cup of tea. HoneyBook is perfect for any small service-based businesses as it is the all-in-one solution to everything you could possibly need. Keep everything from client communication to documents, payments, scheduling, and more all in one easy organized place. Personally, I love that HoneyBook has contract templates ready to use as well as email templates, questionnaires, and brochures. They even have free account migration so that if you've been sending out these things in another way, they will set up your account with your current documents for free. And did I mention that you can get paid through HoneyBook? This was such a game changer for me because now I can put clients on payment plans and track them all in one place. And if someone is late on a payment, HoneyBook sends them a reminder email automatically automatically for me. So I can skip the awkward, where's my money email. Introverts, I know you feel me on that one. To give HoneyBook a try for only $1 per month, head over to sarahelrod.com slash HoneyBook and click the link. This is a business resource you are going to wish you had sooner. It really doesn't matter what stage of business you're in or how much your products or services are. There's always going to be a group of people who cannot afford what you have to offer. And if you could see me right now, I'm totally holding up air quotes around cannot afford you. The fact of the matter is most people are quick to say that they cannot afford something, but then they go out and spend money eating out every night, buying drinks with friends, and well, you get the idea. Now, are there people who genuinely cannot afford certain things? Sure, absolutely. But most of those people probably wouldn't even be inquiring with you if they were on that tight of a budget. I remember feeling totally discouraged when I was a new photographer and I was charging pennies on the dollar compared to what others were charging for a photo shoot and I was still having people turn away saying I was too expensive. It made me question everything that I was doing and that maybe I just wasn't good enough. And when I started business coaching, I saw the same things. People who wanted to hire me to coach them in their businesses to help them grow and make more money, but then decided the investment for coaching was something they could not afford forward. It can feel frustrating for you, especially when you see them spending money on other things and you think to yourself, well, if you can afford that, how come you cannot afford me? 
Now, the truth is, not having money is just a frame of mind. Many people think that they cannot afford something, but in reality, their priorities are just not with you. Some people would rather have Netflix, Hulu, Paramount Plus, and Disney Plus than they would pay for your offer. They value something else over what you are selling, and it's your job to either convince them otherwise or decide that they are just not the client for you and move on. Money is actually such an interesting topic and a very sensitive one at that too. I have always had this really weird relationship with money growing up to the point of almost it being unhealthy. By nature, I am a huge saver and every dime I would make, I would stuff it away and save it. That means birthday money, Christmas money, like anytime somebody handed me five bucks for something, I would save it. I was not the kid that would go out and spend it and blow it and wanted to buy things with it. If friends would invite me out, I would literally decline because I didn't want to spend any of my money going out. I would say that I couldn't afford things when in reality I had a pretty hefty savings account that I was stuffing away. But for others, they don't have a savings account. Instead, they have a $900 car payment and cable when they're only making like $30,000 a year. You know, they're choosing their priorities. And that's not to shame anybody who is making that much or who is paying that much for a car payment or anything like that. I cannot fathom the idea of paying a $900 car payment. We had a $700 car payment for a while and like, It just kind of blows my mind how expensive cars are. Um, And it's just, yeah, crazy. Um, But this is no, like a no judgment zone by any means. I'm just telling people and telling you that like this, it really comes down to priorities and whatever you choose to do with your money is your business and it, whatever works for you works for you. Um, But that is to say as the person on the other end of that who is charging something for their products and services and being told that they're too expensive, it's it's a hard smack in the face when you can tell or you know that people are doing other things. And I'm no financial advisor by any means of the word, so do not take my advice. <laughs> but my father-in-law is, and um, I do feel like as I have grown up and I have learned the power that money holds when you make your money work for you, not against you. And I spent so much time of my young adult life hoarding my money in a savings account when I could have been investing it and turning it into even more money and more value. And there's this saying that goes, scared money, what? Scared money doesn't make money. And it's very true. Many people are really afraid of investing in their businesses or themselves because they're afraid that it will not They won't be able to make that investment back, basically. And sure, there are risks with everything, but it is your job as the person trying to make the sale to prove to them why their investment would be worth it in the long run. And you cannot always expect them to just figure it out on their own. So the first thing that you can do is to straight up call them out. When someone says that they cannot afford your products or services, you really have two options at that point. Accept it and move on or call them out. Call their bluff. Obviously, the second option is a little bit more aggressive, but it can lead you to closing the sale and to just kind of shaking people up a little bit and giving them kind of a reality check because it can also be done indirectly to people if you're not like wanting to say that to a specific person. Um, You can say it indirectly to people who haven't inquired yet, but they're already telling themselves that they cannot afford you. So propose a question to them. Ask them what they would have to give up each month in order to afford your products or services. If you're a personal trainer, let's say, 
and you charge $100 per month to coach someone to lose weight and someone is spending $200 plus per month eating out on the weekends, call them out for that. If they just gave up a couple dinners with friends, would they be able to prioritize your services to lose weight and learn how to make healthier choices? Now, maybe they don't want to do that. Maybe it is more important to them to have those nights out with friends um, than it is to lose weight and, and hire you. But if they're inquiring with you about wanting to lose weight, then as that coach, it's kind of your job to say, well, it's never going to happen if you're continuing to do this X, Y, and Z. And so, you know, if you're, or on on the other side of that, like for another example, um, let's say you're a photographer and someone wants to book a photo shoot with you that costs $500 and they spend $100 per month going to whatever, Starbucks. Everybody loves the Starbucks example. But could they trade that luxury for a payment plan to cover your services? Um, it would take, you know, five months to get there if they're spending $100 a month, but they could do it. Or something bigger, like a wedding that may cost a few thousand dollars and the overall wedding budget is $20,000 and they tell you that they don't have $4,000 to spend on your services, you need to be the one to tell them why investing a larger amount in of that budget into photography is more important than investing in fancy catering or something. Or if you're the catering service, then you need to make the argument on why investing in catering is more important than the photographer, you know? And at that point, may the best salesman win. Um, so it really does just come down to how well you can take their objections of your product or services and how well you can debunk them. That is all sales really is and you have to be prepared for it. Not everybody is just going to jump in your lap and say, yep, I will do it. Sometimes making sales is about um, overcoming those objections and again, Sales is not sleazy. It is not gross if you're being genuine. That's what that's kind of the mindset shift that needs to happen is you're not you're not convincing people in a bad way. Like you telling somebody like yes, you can afford this if you do this, this and this. Like making that work for them and and helping them through that and and helping them figure out like oh yeah like I can actually afford that. As long as you know that the service or the product that you're providing is actually gonna help them and give them a return of their investment, why do you have to feel bad about that? Don't feel guilty for closing a sale with somebody who originally said they can't afford you if you know that at the end of it, they are gonna be a happier person, you are improving their life somehow, somehow you are adding benefit to them. There's nothing to feel bad about that. So the next thing is to make them a promise and not a sale. So speaking of sales, the real truth is in order for people to understand that they can actually afford you is, you know, if they really wanted to, is you need to start focusing on your promise to those people and less on making them just another sale. If you could genuinely promise someone that you could teach them how to make their investment back plus more in like 30 days, why would they not take you up on it? Selling is literally just about solving problems. 
which is why you should never feel guilty about doing it. I've heard a lot of business owners say they feel bad, like I said, trying to convince people to buy from them when they are told that they can't afford it, but all that tells me is that you're not confident enough in what you're actually selling because if you really believed in it with your whole heart and soul that your product or service is gonna change someone's life, you would have no issue telling them about it and doing whatever you could to help them see the value in it too. And a little tactic to try would be to kind of turn the tables on somebody and use their own words against them. Again, it's not mean, it's not sleazy, it's just holding someone accountable to the things that they said that they wanted. So make a post that asks people what they would do if you added X amount of value to their lives. And for the X, you can insert whatever your product or service costs. And people are going to comment and respond and say things like, oh, I'd love to, you know, spend more time with my kids. Or if you did that, I would pay off all these bills or I'd be able to do X, Y, and Z. And then in a week or so or a couple days, do a launch talking about your product or service that was that price and then go back and respond to every single person that commented or left a message and tell them about your offer and how you would turn that initial investment into more money for them or more value for them, whatever it looks like, or how it would bring them, you know, some other kind of benefit. Answering the what's in it for me question is crucial when it comes to closing sales. And then the next thing is opportunity costs. So on the flip side, sometimes it can be useful to use a little bit of reverse psychology and make the opportunity cost really clear to them. In other words, what is it costing them to not invest with you today? If you offer some kind of service for a limited time or maybe only a few times per year, then they need to know what they're missing out on. So let's say you sell an online course twice a year and someone says that they're going to purchase it on the next go around like, oh, I can't afford that right now. So next time you sell it, I'll, I'll buy it then. And that's all fine and dandy. But what would they have been able to accomplish in the six month period between launches? Like how much money will they not be able to make? Are they not making between now and then? How much value and information are they left guessing on because they chose to wait and play it safe? And I saw this a lot with like photography coaching when I started mentoring other photographers. You know, people would say, oh, I just can't afford it right now. And and I get it. I've been there. I, you know, times are tough. You got to get scrappy sometimes, especially when you're just starting out. But if I told you that by hiring me and paying me to be your mentor and doing this session with me, you are going to get years ahead of from where I was when I first started out, you can skip all that trial and error period and just learn straight from me all the mistakes I made and not make those same mistakes. Why would you not do that? Like it's scary to make that investment and I understand that, but if you're able to convince them like by doing this, I will be able to make you back this money that you're investing into me and, and then some and double that. So you're using their desires to give back to them inside of your program or your service as a value add. So remember that you are just taking what they want and you're giving it back to them inside of what you are offering. And the same thing can go for things like photography, where your clients are not necessarily getting a financial ROI or return of investment, but they're getting other value instead. They want an experienced, fun, down-to-earth photographer that specializes in Western weddings. Your value, assuming you check all of those boxes, 
is $4,000 for a wedding, let's say. And they can choose to either settle for less and go with the cheaper option or take the leap of faith, invest in you and get exactly who they want and know that they can trust you with their special precious memories. Do you ever wish that you could just have your next month's worth of content planned out for you? Or at least have some help making a plan that is actually strategy-based and not just throwing a noodle at the wall and hoping it sticks? I feel ya. One of the hardest things for so many business owners and brands is coming up with content ideas that get them noticed or generate new leads. Well, you're in luck, my friend, because I am here to help. I know what it feels like to be in that creative rut of not knowing what to post, running out of ideas constantly, and just trying to keep up with this crazy content based market. So with that, I created a brand new freebie that will help you not only create an actionable plan for the next month, but I'm also giving you 30 days worth of content ideas totally free. This guide walks you through the exact thought process that I use when planning out my own monthly content, including an example as well as so many other kinds of tips and tricks to make your life a million times easier and to make your content more intentional. To get your hands on this totally free guide, head on over to Sarah Elrod dot com slash 30 days of content or you can click the link in the show notes if you've ever wanted to know what business tools i use on a daily basis or what gear i'm using or even where i got that new outfit from you should check out my favorite things yep i created an entire page on my website dedicated to letting you know all the things I love in my life, my business, and more. This is truly a place where I've listed off the best resources for entrepreneurs, mamas, and Western ladies. I've included links also to make sure that you can get what you need quick, fast, and in a hurry. Check out what's in my camera bag, cowboy boots I'm obsessing over, Western home decor, photo shoot emergency kit items, business tools, freebies, and so much more. Just head to sarahelrod.com slash favorite things. That's sarahelrod.com slash favorite things, or click the link in the show notes. So we went over a lot of hard conversations just now. We talked about some sticky things and I really just want to know what you think. So please go let me know over on Instagram what you got from this episode and what you're going to do to work on this moving forward. Do you agree with the things that I said? Let me know. Yes or no. I'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions even if you disagree. We are at Branded Cowgirl Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Also make sure to join the Facebook group. The link is in the bio or on Instagram or also in the show notes and also something new that we are so excited to be offering is sponsorships for the the show so sponsorships i've been recording these like all day so my words are all starting to like mesh together at this point but you can now sponsor an episode of Branded Cowgirl and have a custom ad run at the beginning or the middle of the show for your business. So for all the information on how to promote your business or your brand with BCP, send me an email directly to hello at sarahelrod.com with the subject line being sponsor BCP and I will answer any questions you may have. But for now, that's all I got. As always, I'm so glad to have you here and for your support. You tuning into the show means the world to me and I will chat with you in the next one. Bye, friend. 
Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Branded Cowgirl Podcast. To stay up to date on the show, give input, ask questions, and more, make sure to join the exclusive Facebook group just for listeners. You can also follow us on Instagram and check out all of the show notes by going to sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. That's sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. And if you have not yet, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can continue to grow and get into the ears of more Western creatives just like you. All right, y'all, I will see you in the next one.